I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Elimination Mation. The One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm still just rotten high. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I just walked through my Sunday and, you know, Sabbath day, day that... uh Got to get some church in on a, on a Sunday, but you know what? I was just praising a little extra hard today for that Mavs win over the over the weekend, thanking uh, the Lord for Luka Doncic being in a <laughs> Mavericks uniform, and uh, here we are, Monday morning. If you guys uh, do not listen to weekend pods, you have one in the bank that happened over the weekend as we dropped a bonus weekend Saturday night, late Saturday night pod after the Bucks game that uh, a lot of you have already listened to, but some of you wait for uh, your work commutes, which I totally get because that's when I listen to pods too. So if you miss the weekend one, go back, listen to the weekend, and then play this one for today. Absolutely do that because the Bucks game was awesome. Uh, we're not going to get too much into that game if you haven't listened to that one yet. So go and listen to that podcast because we break it all down there. Uh, we did a little extra longer, extra long podcast, and it was our most listened to episode since February. The bubble. <laughs> since February, I think. So, you guys, really. You know, that was the Mavericks' second, is only their second regular season win since like March like 11th. <laughs> man time flies doesn't it <laughs> oh man all right on today's show we are going to break down some of the Mavs playoff scenarios right now it does seem like the Clippers and the Mavericks are destined to play each other uh, we are recording this right during the Brooklyn Nets and Clippers game so we're not exactly sure how that ends we're going to ass- go Brooklyn we're going, we're going to assume how it's going to end but we're not really sure at this point and then we want to talk about most improved player. Luca came up as a finalist along with Bam Adebayo and Brandon Ingram. And so we want to discuss, um, maybe not, it's a, maybe it's not a discussion. Maybe it's Isaac releasing some feelings, releasing some, some thoughts he has about most improved. So that's what we want to talk about today. So, all right, let's get into it. The first, here's some, some seating scenarios going into Sunday. There is still a scenario that the Mavericks could pass the Houston Rockets if the Houston Rockets went 0 for 4 in their next 4 games and the Mavericks went 3 and 0. However, the the Rockets beat the Kings 129 to 112. Once again, Vlade Divac squad lets everyone down. So, uh, that scenario is no longer on the table. The Mavericks can no longer pass the Rockets. It's just not even feasibly possible at this point. So there are two more scenarios, though, and they both come up on Monday when you're listening to this. So this one's early. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns and the Mavericks and the Jazz. Those are both like afternoon games. And we're not going to talk too much about that game. Uh, We should mention, let's just do this at the top, the news portion of it. Luca, Kristaps Porzingis, Dorian Finney-Smith are all sitting out against the Utah Jazz. Seth Curry is probable, and so we're not sure if Seth is going to play. But Mavericks seem to be resting those guys. Dorian dealing with a hit. Luca and Porzingis, load management whatever you want to say rest however uh they are not gonna be playing against the jazz today yeah um 
you know, it's the first first day of a back to back. Every team gets a back gets one back to back in these seeding games. This is the Mavericks coming up here as they have a game uh, on Monday today. As you're listening to this, they have a game on Tuesday also. And uh, selfishly, I w- I wish that Mavericks picked the second day uh, to rest the players as they play the Blazers on on, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so therefore, they could maybe put all their guys out against the Jazz on Monday, try to beat the Jazz, give the Jazz another loss, and then set them against Portland, assuming that they would probably lose against Portland with everybody, giving Portland uh, a better chance at getting into that plan to hopefully play the Lakers. But But, you know, they they picked the rest after the Bucks game, which hey they deserve it. That was a heck of a game, <laughs> and uh, you know Casey Smith and everybody's just playing. They have everything down to the science there and giving these guys off, so they'll get off today. It's I think it'll still be a frisky game. I think it, it should be fun to see when guys like Luke at KP <laughs> and these guys set. <laughs> yeah, they set out. I think it just it kind of ups it a little bit for all the other guys of hey like they're obviously counted out in this game so can they kind of raise their games up a little bit this is their chance right this is your chance Tim Hardaway Jr. to take 20 shots in a game you don't normally get that chance this is your chance to do to do so under field goal attempts for Tim Hardaway Jr. on Monday at 20 and a half over under Trey Burke plus Tim Hardaway Jr. 40 and a half I'll take the under on that. I don't think Trey takes that much. I Trey Burke is going to have nothing holding him back from taking as many shots as possible. And when Trey Burke has that, he takes them. I'm going. I'm going over over twenty shots for Tim Hardaway. Okay, I'll definitely. I'll I'll take the over as well on that one. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. But I just. I have a feeling he's going to be the go-to guy, uh, especially if Seth is out too. Right, Dorian. Dorian's definitely out. Oh, Seth is true. probable. I should also mention that Donovan Mitchell is questionable on the Jazz side, and the mm. Jazz have already thrown a game against the the Spurs. Thrown being that they rested all their starters, and so who knows what's going on with on that side. Uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> the founder of this network, David Locke. You can go listen to Locked On Jazz if you really want to know what's going on with them. So you can go check out his Monday pod uh, if you really want to know that. So anyway, that's what's going to happen. As you listen to this, you may have already know you may already know what's happened in that game today. So we will do a post game pod later in the night. Uh, we won't have it right after the game because this game doesn't really mean that much. So. Um, Moving on to scenarios. So, depending on what happens with the Mavericks and the Jazz, the Mavericks can still pass Utah if the Mavericks win three games. So, they win all three of their games, and the Jazz lose both of their two games left. So, if the Mavericks lose to the Jazz, that scenario is out, right? So, by the time you listen to this, you may know if this scenario is already out. Um Against the the Thunder or the Jazz, the Jazz play the Mavericks already. The Ma- Mavs play the Javericks. Oh my gosh, the Mavs play. Hello, hello, Javericks. <laughs> Good old Javericks. That makes more sense than the than the Jazz in Utah, right? That name. Somebody tweeted at me today, and apparently on yesterday's pod, I said a broken drum. And somebody tweeted today and said, "Did Isaac say a broken drum?" Because I googled it, and I've never heard of a broken drum. And yeah, I was. Well, I just made it up, guys. Probably about a fourth of our our listeners are, are uh, you know uh, overseas or international listeners, and so a lot of them 
a lot of them know English really well, but some of them use us and listen to what we say and get like a lot of English phrases from us. And so yeah, like, don't do that. I was wondering if that person was like trying to look it up, being like, "Do Americans really say that?" And like, no, no Americans say a broken drum, right? Like, it's a broken <laughs> record. That's the phrase. It's just like your head to toe thing. <laughs> he says it with like a group of friends. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's like a broken drum," and they're like. <laughs> No. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Coming up, we'll get into some more of these scenarios, and then we want to get into the most improved player case. Isaac has some things to get off his chest. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let me talk to you about something hmm. that's going to help you out. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day or maybe up to 12 or 13, in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic, which you know it does. Uh, I'm watching... My wife and I have been watching the uh, Harry Potter movies together again. Uh, We just watched Goblet of Fire. And after Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter really could have used this because he was going through some ish real bad. He could have used all this stuff. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. And CBD Recovery... Combine CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like ARNICA and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD has to offer, they're offering our listeners, the Lockdown Mavs listeners, the Raccoon Squad, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase, superior CBD oil products from CBDMD, link in the description of this podcast all right isaac uh so a couple more scenarios so we talked about the jazz scenario already mavericks have to win out their three games jazz have to lose out the mavericks can pass them okc if okc loses all four of their games uh, that they have they play the phoenix suns today uh at about uh 1 30 uh central time so that, that game's pretty pretty early in the day uh if they lose out all their games. The Mavericks have to go either 3-0 or 2-1 to be able to pass uh, OKC. So if the Mavericks lose to the Jazz, there's still a chance they could pass OKC if OKC goes 0-4 the rest of the way. If OKC goes 1-3, they win one of their next four games, the Mavericks have to go 3-0 in order to pass them. So those are the scenarios. It's not likely. Mathematically, there's not much that says that, okay, this could definitely happen, but there's still some scenarios, mathematical scenarios out there if these teams lose. So, again, the Jazz have to lose out. The Mavericks have to win out. OKC, if they just win one game, the Mavericks have to go 3-0. and If OKC loses all four of their games, the Mavericks have to go 3-0, and or they could go 2-1 and in order to, to pass them. So, still possible with OKC. Uh, and then the Jazz, if the Mavericks beat the Jazz today. So, still possible, but... Yeah, that's where it stands right now. Yeah, honestly, I'm not really following it too much. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I just feel like we're going to land at seven. I'm not really following what we do the rest of the time. I'm The only thing I'm following as far as standings goes for the Western Conference, I just want to see what happens with the Clippers and Nuggets. Like right now, I keep on checking the score for the this Clippers-Nets game. Clippers and Nuggets play each other on Wednesday. Like that's a huge game when it yeah. comes to their standings thing. So like I think that's that's the thing I'm tracking the most because honestly, what I think Utah has been doing or they decided on like a few days ago, 
I think they just they want to avoid Houston. I think Houston's the biggest wild card for these teams. They don't like teams that don't want to play Houston in the first round because just how weird they are. And if you're if you're Utah, Houston's the last team you want to play because then it gets literally one of your only good players off the floor in Rudy Gobert. Like they would just run Gobert off the floor with this thing. So I think I think Utah is trying to throw these games or at least trying to lock in the sixth seed because then you're guaranteed not to play Houston. And then I think they would much rather play somebody like Denver, which we watched a, t- a two overtime game uh, between Utah and Denver the other day. So I think Utah is trying to land at six and letting OKC and Houston land at four or five. So then Utah's angling for that Denver matchup. Yes. <laughs> it's ex- yeah, it's ex- that's exactly what happened. I just think, I just think Dallas so. is, I think Dallas, I mean, Dallas already showed their hand a little bit with resting Luka and KP and Dorian yeah. against Utah in this game. I mean, yeah, we're going to go out there and fight for this game, but I think they're showing their hand a little bit of like, hey, we've accepted our fate with, with the seventh spot, and now we just see who we're going to play. It's probably going to be the Clippers, but you never know. I mean, what if Denver goes out and beats the Clippers on Wednesday and they go from there? So I think we're pretty much locked in at seven at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So be watching Clippers and the Nuggets. We'll be talking about that later in the week. All right, Isaac, let's get into most improved player. So the finalists were mentioned, which I don't remember them doing this very often, but the finalists, like the three finalists for each award, um, Luca, Bam Adebayo, Brandon Ingram, all up for most improved player. You have people in all three camps, it feels like. It feels like basketball media is really split between these three. There's some that believe, and it depends on what you believe the award is. Uh, I had a conversation, I guess. It was just a, a two-tweet conversation with Jared Dudley today about this, and uh, we'll talk about His what His last tweet was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we will, we will talk about tweeted. that. It was the stupidest thing ever. We will talk about that, for sure. Uh, but let's get into... All right. How does Luca not win this award, Isaac? Because people want to put dumb qualifiers on this on this award. That's the only reason he shouldn't win this award. Lucas should run away with this award. If we're talking about most improved, we're talking about the player who made the biggest jump. Why are we going to hold it against a player because it's his second year in the league? Why am I seeing Bobby Marks tweet out saying, "Oh, a top five play, a top five pick in a draft shouldn't be considered for this award"? What? Why not? So Brandon Ingram why shouldn't we, be able to either. Like why? Why? Are, like, why do we jump? Okay, so we're supposed to bash players if they're a top five pick if they suck. But if they if they make a huge leap and they become literally in the MVP conversation in their second year, we're supposed to just say, hey, it's expected. He has the game against Milwaukee. It's expected because you're a top five pick. What? I don't like that's the dumbest like concept. I mean, if Markel Fultz comes out next year and is an all-star and just kills it for Orlando. Are we just supposed to write it off and be like, I mean, he was a number one overall pick a few years ago, so it's expected. No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. We've talked about everything of the leap that Luka has made. And I'm sorry, I I get the Devontae Graham thing. Incredible improvement. But your team sucks. And like, here's the thing. Winning shouldn't hurt you. But it, but it does help you. So like that's that's the thing. It's like I don't think it should it should hurt Devontae Graham for the fact of like, hey, your team like sucks. He st- it doesn't take away from his improvement. But also when you look at a guy like Luka Doncic, or even you look at a guy like Bam, like the Ingram thing, I'm kind of like uh, kind of iffy iffy on. But like even a guy like Bam, it's like 
okay, you made the leap and you were on it. You were one of the top two best players on your team that is a top four team in your conference or a top five or a playoff team in your conference. Like that's the type of thing that like that has to mean something, right? Like you should get credit so, for that is what you're saying. Yes, you should get credit for that. So that that's the thing I just and. When you look at the past history of the award, I'm like, and this is what I, I quote tweeted for, you know, Jared Dudley's tweet today. Back to you, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Giannis won this award three years ago. Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, please, please, can you read Jared Dudley's tweet? So here's the thing: it started with a Brad Townsend tweet. Uh, Brad Townsend said, "Luca to me on most improved voting. Who votes on this?" Me, well, a hundred of us, including me, Luka Doncic, take me off the list and put Devontae Graham on there. I don't deserve to be on there. So Luka says that Devontae Graham should be on there instead of him. Great humility and, and way to, you know, yes, great answer. to put somebody yes. else up there. Love that Luka said that. Jared Dudley quote tweeted Brad Townsend's tweet and said, I agree. Luka too big for that award. People was talking about him possibly making the all-star team last year. So then well, I was. So what? So Isaac didn't get that logic. Uh, I don't necessarily get I, that I, logic. I, and no, I, I understand where he's coming from. I just disagree with it. Like, that's the dumb. So what? He was considered to be an all-star. So he should just be discredited from this award? What? So this is what I said. I said, but going from a fringe all-star on a lottery team to an all-star starter and top five MVP candidate on a playoff team is insane improvement, right? Hard to not acknowledge that jump. To which Jared Dudley responded, most improved player is made for MVP candidate. It's not made for MVP candidates. It's not made for the people who we believe can be one of the faces of the league. <laughs> Giannis won this award three years ago. Paul George, bro. Won, is- Paul George won this award. Pascal Siakam won this award. I mean, there's guys that have been all stars that have been really, really good players that have won this award. Monte like, Ellis Giannis has won this won, award. We know he was the like face the, of the league. <laughs> well, the thing for like the thing about the Dudley tweet is Giannis won the MVP and is arguably the like outside of LeBron the biggest face in the league. Like what? What right. are you talking about when you send this tweet? It does like what? And here's the thing, and I see this from a lot of Mavs fans right now too. And it's kind of this, uh, kind of similar to what Dudley said. Of you're like past it. It's like you're like better than this award. Yeah. I don't like no. Like Luke is not going to win MVP. It, that just isn't going to happen. It's going to go to Giannis. Why just accept the award? Why? Why do we? Why do we have to? Like I, I get that Luca is so good, and I, I, every bit of it. That's why I'm arguing for him to win this award. This is still a prestigious award. Pascal Siakam won it last year. Oladipo, Giannis, like you listed, Paul George, like. Accept the dang award. Why are we above this award? This is the dumbest thing. <laughs> this is like, did you ever go to soccer camp or basketball camp or any kind of camp as a kid? When I was in elementary school, I went to a soccer camp and I was not that great at soccer. I was a decent defender, but just not that good. I was really slow. I was I was big, all that stuff. So I go to a soccer camp and I was having fun. I was enjoying myself and you get people get awards every day. It's like the best, the best players, the players that are, you know, the best team players, all that stuff. They get awards. So the whole week goes by. Everybody gets awards. <laughs> All these people get awards. And I was left and I hadn't gotten an award yet. And it was obvious that the that some of these other people had better days than me. They scored goals. They did all this stuff. All these people had better days than me. But I got an award because those people had already gotten awards and they were above it. Right. This is so I am Devontae Graham in this. I had done a had, had a decent day. Maybe I should be recognized. But all these guys should have definitely been recognized more. But since they've already gotten awards, we're just going to give one to somebody else. Right. Like <laughs> it wasn't necessarily a participation trophy thing. Uh, but those guys should get still get the recognition because they were still better. They still had better days. They showed better improvement and all that stuff. Right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And it's like you we can't look at this award and say, like I've seen a lot I've seen Mavs fans say, Well, Luca's like Luca's just too too good for like we're we we do not want that award. We only want MVPs. That's the only <laughs> thing we want. Like I get that, guys. Like his time will come for that. But those are the same except- people that don't that don't care that the Mavericks clinch the playoffs. They're like t- Talk to me when they've won a series, right? It's like, okay, it's the only well, titles, let's rings. take it step by step here, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, just accept this award. It's a really, really good players have won this award. And this is a testament to him for him to win this award to show you like the big, the, the huge leap that he's made. It's not taking, not saying he, he sucked last year. He was really good. It's just, I think it's a way of honoring that a guy in year two jumped to literally one of the best five or six players in the league. Like, that's insane. Absolutely. Coming up, let's get into this more. I have some stats, I have some reasons for all the players. We'll talk about that coming up. We'll get into that but before we do isaac harris you and i both have cars that we definitely need to work on that definitely can be improvements stuff just pops up oh my gosh two years ago before we bought a new car i was just dealing with stuff back and forth all over the place uh you know head to toe in my car i was dealing with stuff you know it was like beating a broken drum like that i was just continuing to try and work on this car do put different things into it and For all the parts that I needed, I should have gone to rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts to customers online. For 20 years, rockauto.com is a shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Takes all the parts that you need. It categorizes it by your specific car. So if you know exactly the make and model of the year of your car, you can go through and it'll tell you, these are all the parts we have for this car, all the manufacturers, all the prices we have for it. It's I love when it's all just laid out there, right there for you. Uh, rockauto.com's catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that we know so they know that we sent you right in locked on in their how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right everyone please check out our post game podcast after the utah game after the portland game phoenix and then into the playoffs every single game we'll have a post game pod no matter if it's a weekend or a weekday check out locked on mavericks and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast right now or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, by the way, we're like 80% people listen on Apple Podcasts. So anybody else that's listening on something else, you're in the minority. I just thought I'd let you know that and make you feel special. Okay. So I went through all the most improved candidates or the finalists, and I wanted to know how much they improved statistically. And just to compare them, because I don't know if a lot of our listeners know a lot about Bam or Brandon Ingram. So we know Luca. He's in his second year. He's 21 years old. Bam is in his third year and he's 23 years old. Ingram is in his fourth year and he's 22 years old. Can I put this qualifier in real quick? Remember, this isn't about who's the better player. This is about the biggest improvement. This is about the biggest leap because Luke is the better overall player than both of these For guys, sure. in my opinion. But that's not what we're like arguing in this. I've seen a lot of people like, well, look how much better he's, his stats are than Ingram's. And look how much. That, that's not what we're arguing. We're arguing the leap that he took from last year to this year. Anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I think some of those age and, and years things, I think, matter a little bit. Two voters. For sure. Uh, Luca started 100% of his games last year and this year. Same with Brandon Ingram. 100% of the games with the Lakers. He started in 100% of the games with the Pelicans. Bam Adebayo only started 34% of the games that he played with the Heat last year. He starts 100% of them this year. Uh, The only person that had a a significant amount of minutes, you know, 
uh, boost from last year to this year, Luca had one point seven more minutes per game this year than last year. So not too much. Brandon Ingram only point one more minutes. I was very surprised by that. He only played point one more minutes per game with the Lakers than with the Pelicans. And then Bam out of bio, the only significant one, ten point seven more minutes per game. So if you're if you're trying to look for one mm-hmm. of those qualifiers, maybe his statistical leap is based on just more production. He started more, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because he played more? Because he played more, exactly. <laughs> Luca. That's a participation trophy. <laughs> Luke, he was me, right? <laughs> Shouldn't have probably started the game. Uh, Luca improved his scoring average by 7.9 points per game. Bam improved his by 7.2, and Brandon Ingram by 5.6. So Luca, even though he was averaging 20 points per game last year, he improved that by 7.9 points per game. The most out of any of these three guys, even though Bam played 10 more minutes, Brandon Ingram changed teams, all that kind of stuff. That's an improvement right there. Luca also improved his rebounding, his rebounds per game by 1.7. Bam improved that by three and Ingram by one. Uh, and Luca improved his assist per game by 2.9. Bam improved his by 2.9 as well. And Brandon Ingram by 1.2. So if he took the, like the average of all those, or if he just looked at all those numbers, those improvement, Luca statistically has improved more in those those very generic categories, right? He's he's had a bigger leap statistically from those two categories. Luca also took just two point six more, uh, you know, four point three more field goal attempts per game. So it's not like he all of a sudden took like ten more shots a game, right? Just took four more shots a game. Bam took five more shots a game, and Brandon Ingram only took three more shots a game, which I thought was kind of surprising too. So uh, he had the the five point six points per game increase, and only took three more shots a game. Uh, Luca also. Yeah, took- and I want. I was going to add this as far as points wise. You know, being a twenty-one point per game score was is like a top thirty score in the league. I mean, even this year, yeah. uh, the the thirty-first scoring guy in the league is Porzingis at twenty points a game. Everybody above him, uh, there's thirty-one players in the league is averaging over twenty points a game. Last year, Luca averaged twenty-one, so a top thirty score last year. Right now, Luca's the sixth highest scoring person in the league. So you go from a top 30 score to a top six score in the league, literally one of the best scoring players in the entire league. That's that's a leap. It's beyond the, hey, he added seven points. It's beyond the, he went from 15 points to 23 points. Well, dang, he went from a, a good score to literally one of the best scores. Like, this is a massive yeah. leap. Brandon Ingram went from like 18 to 23, right? I mean, that's from a pretty good score to like a better score, right? I mean, 20, score, how yeah. many players averaged 23 points a game this year? Um, Going on 23, 18 players. 18 players. So you're a top 20 scorer. So he went from, yeah. you know... Let's say top 50 or so to top you know 20 so that's pretty good that's a pretty good leap too uh here are the cases i have for each one luca his team went from a lottery team to a playoff team and he had all the statistical you know uh you know improvements that the other ones didn't have as much but luca had you know running his team he had the biggest statistical jump bam's cases he went and from, running the best offense in nba history yeah we, we should also that. mention that <laughs> that he has the highest usage rate so he's like literally the he's the yeah, offense anyway. Yeah. Bam. Went from bench player to full time starter. He's potentially the best player on the team. Some people think that because defensively, he's just so good. Uh, I also wonder how much for Brandon Ingram and Bam. There's sort of this lifetime achievement where, and I mean that by 
where they started from in the NBA to how good they are now, right? I think Paul George sort of got this a little bit where he came into the league and he was like not a rotation player. And then all of a sudden he became like this all-star level player. You know, CJ McCollum, I think was sort of the same thing where you add that context in where they come in. Brandon Ingram, you know, he was playing for Lakers top two pick, but he still wasn't that great. And then now became this fringe all-star player. I think that had an effect on both of these guys, you know, and I think that's why either one of them will get it over Luca from voters. There's a narrative to it for sure. I mean, you going back, go go back to the voting of it. I mean, you look at CJ McCollum four years ago, it came out of Lehigh and like all, all of that stuff. And I mean, Giannis, we know the whole Giannis story and this, you know, the Greek freak and all that stuff. And you look at even the most recent one, Pascal Siakam. I mean, the dude was, I mean, what was he averaging? I mean, his his story was crazy and just how he just skyrocketed to a star in the league. But once again, for, for me, it's like, I mean, a, a massive improvement leap is a massive improvement leap. It does it shouldn't it shouldn't be held against Luka Doncic that he came into the league as this highly touted European prospect and he was already good. Like that should not like that shouldn't hurt him when it comes to like because he made a massive leap and he shouldn't get credit for that or he shouldn't win this award because oh he was already a good prospect. Come on. It's yeah, I think part of this is because I don't think a lot of media know exactly how good players are. And so they just assume, oh, Luca, good. Luca. And they assume that Luca's going to be so good. So they're like, all right, he's in this category of good. And he went from good to very good. And they don't think that that's as big of a leap as, you know, Bam starting his career with the, the Heat as like this semi rotation player and then now being like this linchpin for them. Same with Brandon Ingram. Came in as like, you know, he could only, he couldn't shoot, you know, do all this stuff. Like, uh, and then all of a sudden now he's this go to scorer for the Pelicans, right? That leap is the whole you know timeline adds to their narrative more than lucas does and so that's why i think those players are going to get it uh i think lucas should get it we'll see what happens in the voting uh jazz game happens today mavericks play a back-to-back so stick with us isaac you got one more thing i don't just be prepared if he doesn't win this award <laughs> i'm really attached to this award lucas should win it hands down no doubt we got to bring brad on to make sure he voted for luca oh man what would I do on the pod if Brad said he didn't vote for him? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Stick around and you'll hear that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.